Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. I want to talk about something a little different, though, and that's uh, the Pope, Pope Francis, because he's actually called for a global ban on surrogacy, saying it's deplorable and a grave violation of the dignity of the woman and the child. And he says a child is always a gift and never the basis of a commercial contract. And he said he hopes that the international community will now make greater efforts to prohibit this practice universally. Um, And he made these comments, it was in a speech yesterday at Vatican City. I just want to talk to people today about this, um, in general, about surrogacy. Um, If you're surrogate parents today, how do you feel when you hear something like that? And whether or not it would impact you. You can give us a shout, 1800-453-106. Gráinne's with us on the line today. Um, Gráinne, you had your son, Oisín, through surrogacy. Uh, yes, we did. In June uh, 23, he arrived. And, um, yeah, I, I read the, the comments from the Pope. Um, I'll be honest, before we ever went on our journey for, for surrogacy, we, we did a lot of research into it. Um, I had actually contacted, I'm a practicing Catholic, go to Mass every week. Um, so I knew it, what was found upon, um, but it mildly. I contacted our local priest and explained we were getting married, but we were also doing surrogacy. And if he had a problem with that and it meant we couldn't get married, you know, we would t- suffer the consequences, no problem. Um, and received a, a very warm and lovely email from him saying that he was really looking forward to our wedding and, you know, would welcome uh, our baby in due course, you know, hopefully for christening and all the rest. Um, okay. So I think in fairness, you know, the Pope has to talk in, you know, the Catholic Church has to have rules that, that, that govern the world and cover the most serious situations. Um, and it's very difficult for them. The same as, you know, if there's a rule against, a law against murder, it can't say, oh, murder's okay in a few situations. You know, it, it, the blanket rule is you can't murder. That's it. When it comes to surrogacy, I think, you know, we have to take it in those terms. I think the individual priests then, they are the ones that would provide the softness and the understanding around those rules. Um, I can understand if somebody's not religious and hadn't looked into it like I did, um, and Bobby did, that, um, yeah, they might be shocked and upset by, by by the comments. But I think he is looking at, you know, countries where the, the, the ladies are not protected. They're possibly being forced to do it. And, you know, it becomes very, or you have, you know, like a known celebrity going in with a shopping cart looking for a, a six foot four blue eyed blonde child. You know, these things just don't seem right if that's the way we're bringing the world. But where it's facilitating people to have their own children or at least have their own children or whatever and to bring it into their, not even if it's their own, maybe they can't from both sides, mm. but that they're legitimately bringing a baby into the world. I, I just don't see that any, that any religion, yeah. when you get down to it, will look at those, which is, you know, possibly the smaller amount of the cases and, and would frown upon us really. So, yeah, you, up to my thoughts. Yeah. For for you, Gronje, though, you know, your your religion and your beliefs, um, it did obviously, it, it formed part of your, your decision-making process. Were, were you, how did you feel actually when you got the response, the, um, the email from your priest? I cried. Yeah. No, I'd I say you were surprised, were you? Um, 
I wasn't, I might, you know, it was to help my mother to to accept it as well because, you know, she'd be kind of old school religious um, and she was trying to accept what we were going to do and she's very worried for us and all the rest and, and it definitely helped so much. Um, I wasn't because I know that, you know, that he, he's lovely, the, the parish priest from where I'm from, he, he's just a lovely, lovely, you lovely knew. man okay. and he's very welcoming to everybody. Yeah. Um, so, but I was maybe expecting that he might go, well, you know, now, frowny, frowny. I, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to be so warm about it. But I think when he heard my whole story, he, he, he you know, he's just a human with an empathetic yeah. heart. You know, he, he's wonderful. Now, I will say I also had concerns about the, the surrogate. You know, we were dealing with countries. I, now we hear about Ukraine all the time. I knew nothing about the Ukraine, Georgia, you know, the other countries that we were looking at. Um, and I was worried enough, you know, how do I know that the surrogate isn't being forced? How do I know she's receiving any of the payments? Because ultimately it's a huge, it's a huge imposition on, on her life for that period of time. Um, and yes, I, I, I made sure that I was um, at ease and that our payments were going direct to the surrogate and stuff like that. But if you use a good agency, they'll make sure that that's happening. And, you know, you, you kind of have less of a fear that they're in any way being forced or coerced into the situation. Yes, it's sad if they need to do it for money, but, you know, it gets us out of a situation I couldn't have. I explained it before, so I'm sorry, I, could, I, could, mm. I couldn't have children. So the only way that we could have our child was, was, was in, in this way. And to have someone on the other side who wanted to help a couple in this way um, and also, you know, could, could do something to improve their life at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't really be anything wrong in the end. Once I knew the circle was okay and being prepared for well, you know. Oshin's keeping keeping well, Grania. Oh, an absolute angel. Angel. Yeah. So yeah. it's all it's all going well. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's, he's a beautiful, happy, happy child. Um but I will like he, because we got him through the Ukraine, you know, he's listening to Baba Black Sheep in Ukrainian and stuff. I, I, I very much want to keep that side of his life alive and I'll be, you know, very open about, you know, how and why we did what we did. And um yeah, in due course, um go back and bring him back to see where he was born and stuff and you know keep that relationship alive mm. because that is part of his heritage as well. Catherine is on the line with us too Grania. Um Catherine c- can you see why some people are upset by the Pope's comments? I, I can I can totally understand why they why they would be and I think that most people looking at situations like this where couples do go down the route of surrogacy or any couples who are currently looking into it which is very difficult for a lot of couples it's it's after a very long journey of not being able to have a child um by their own means um i also i, I do welcome the comments so even to be able to have the conversation for people to be able to look at this to look at you know why countries have maybe banned surrogacy or why they're looking at certain you know regulations kind of put in place there are a lot of women's and children's groups that would be against surrogacy because of issues they would see in terms of trafficking of the women and then the safeguarding and, you know, the um, the rights of the baby and the child as well. So that doesn't mean that people are looking at this from one lens, not having the compassion for those families who've either gone through it or who are going through it. It's not a judgment on that part. It's just more, mm. I guess, the reality and all the issues of people who who aren't like Grania and her, her family, who, who don't do this for the right means. And then also the issue in terms of the natural bond that, you know, a, a baby will have with the mother who is carrying it. Like, 
I'm currently eight months pregnant. I, I, you know, I've got a toddler. Like, you know, it's not that my my family's had issues in itself as well. And I'm very grateful. I can't imagine to be in a position where we couldn't have children. But it, it also doesn't mean that you know, work is difficult. That it can be ignored and a conversation cannot be had on it. And you know, there's people who choose to maybe have multiple, you know, eggs put in, and it means there's like a higher risk factor. But the reality is, it, it, it's a higher risk anyway. Um, and it is difficult and there's a lot of things that need to be looked into and there's people who do go into surrogacy for bad reasons. There is a black market. There is a, people who do it through, you know, maybe legitimate means if it's legal in certain countries and they're, they're still not doing it, you know, properly or they're doing it for nefarious reasons. So I think the hard part is, is like you send to the child and all of this and also the women and no, you can't guarantee anything and, you know, the EU, EU is looking to ban things and Ireland is kind of going ahead and trying to legalise things. It's it's a very difficult situation and just even appreciating having the conversation is a big part because, you know, people need to have all the facts and need to know what's happening with surrogacy, everything that's involved with surrogacy. You often, you know, you see these sort of headlines, Grania, you know, womb to rent and and other sort of, you know, similar similar sort of um, eye-catching headlines like that. But like, to Catherine's point, I suppose, it does open or start a conversation about the, you know, regulation and the treatment of, of surrogate mothers and, and, and I suppose people that are actually going through this. Yeah, and ultimately, ultimately that is kind of what we're, we're doing is but it's very a crass way of putting it, you know, no more than if, you know, somebody dies and they don't donate their eyes or donate their kidneys or whatever to keep someone else alive. You know, there's a crass way of putting it and then there's a, a lovely way to put it, you know, and words can have a big impact. And mm. obviously the bad words will sell papers and, you know, good words will encourage people to, to, to consider surrogacy as an option. Um, I know, like, a lot of the... the the, the religious side of, of things is like, you know, it is a pure gift to have a baby. Um, and maybe it, it shouldn't be considered a right to have a, a baby. And that's where I suppose the, the old-fashioned teachings of, of the church, it'll take them time to catch up, you know, the same as it will. I'm sure they were probably against kidney transplants and everything else in, in, in back in the day. Um, and they probably have learned to accept it now because they understand that when you have um, protections and whatever put in place. Um, but I don't think it's coming from a bad place, and, and, and that's all I, I would say. And as I say, it's up to each individual or couples um, to, to, to consider it all. Mm. And if they're doing it for the right reasons, you know, don't let something like that deter you. But for those that are doing it for the wrong reasons, you know, we'll beside you, you know, it's shocking. The, the rips that are out there are shocking. And, and we have to, we can't hide our heads from from that either, Senator Mary Siri Kearney is is with us on the line as well because Mary, you you know you you've talked about your own um, experience with with surrogacy in the past. What do you make of the Pope's, Pope's comments? Well, I, I suppose, uh, and thank you for having me on, Andrea. Uh, I I think the first thing to say is that the Pope is head of a church, and in, and it is a church that for their own faith basis. Uh, have positions on all sorts of things, be that divorce, IVF, abortion, and um, there are many, many things. So surrogacy is just 
the latest pronouncement of a position that that arises from their position of faith. And and some agree with that, some don't. Um, so the Pope is, is perfectly entitled to express his opinion. I think his choice of language, um, you know, deplorable, is uh, is harsh and it is judgmental. And I think that it is disrespectful to the vast majority of people who have babies via surrogacy, who are very respectful of their surrogate, who has born their child, who are very careful about the circumstances around the birth of their child, and who are growing their family and who very much treat their child as a gift from God or a gift from the, the universe, whichever they believe in. Um, so, so I think that uh, we need language is very important, and it is important that we, by using language, that we don't stigmatize the children, the cherished children that are born mm. by surrogacy. I, so, am, I imagine, Mary, that I, most. I agree at the core. Go on ahead, Mary. Sorry, go on, Angela. No, yes. I was just going to say, I, I like that language. The... Continue, Mary. Sorry, apologies. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's a slight delay on the line because I'm away. Um, but uh, I suppose at the core of the of the Pope's concerns are that a child is a gift, the dignity of the child, and the safeguarding respectful of the woman who gives birth to that child. And those things are at the heart of the proposed legislation that is going to come through the, the Houses of Bureaucracy to make sure that that woman is of her own agency using her free choice to um, to carry this pregnancy for a couple who really desire, really want and hope for their child. Um, so, and that that child has a right to know their origins, to know their identity and to be assured of that and then have the, the lifelong safeguarding of a relationship with both of those parents, be they same-sex or opposite-sex couples. So I, I think there, there is at the heart of the Pope's views, there is the same concerns that we have and that I have as a legislator and as the mother of a child born by a surrogacy. Yeah, because like there's always been the sort of long-standing ethical, you know, concerns and considerations around surrogacy. Some countries have have outlawed it; others, you know, it's it's um it's legal but restricted, even bans to and un- commercial surrogacy. So, I suppose it's something we talk about an awful lot more here at the moment in Ireland or in in recent times, Mary, and and that you know that will continue obviously with the uh, um the, the the new new upcoming legislation as well. But like. I suppose it, it it is for people that maybe they don't maybe know where they sit in the conversation. It it, it can be, I suppose, a difficult one for people. Uh, and and I absolutely agree with that. I think that um, we we need to ha- to be having the conversation. And I I think I have strived in even in telling my own story to leave myself open to being asked the hard questions, being asked. You know, that there are, that, that you're bringing a child into the world. Uh, my husband and I, in the, in the journey towards having our baby, even had the consideration of do we love our child so much that we, we shouldn't have it? You know, and how do we make sure that there is a standard of ethics around this child and that, that it respects the human right and dignity of that person as, as a human rights holder in her own right or his own right uh, for a child. And, and so I think it is important. I think nobody is denying that there are exploitative practices. 
that there are third mm-hmm. parties who are out to make financial gain in this. And so what we will see in elements of the legislation, which hopefully will be published now by the end of this month, um, what we will see in that will be a, a ruling out of these third parties, a transparency in all of the all of the transactions that occurs, the payments for lawyers, the payments for IVF clinics, the payments, um, you know, for, for counsellors and advice to ensure that this woman is freely making this decision and that nobody is coercing her, and to ensure that transparency in it. Um, because all of us are in the same agreement. Nobody wants to be exploited. Uh, my husband and I always viewed we would have to look into the eyes of a, a stroppy teenager who may cast anything up to us, and we need to, with all integrity, be able to answer any of the questions that that teenager would ask. Yeah, it's it's um it's 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 an interesting one, and, and I know a lot of people want to share their thoughts on this today because there's some very personal stories, Mary, like your own and and Grania as well, and and your journey with Oshin. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com is the email address if you want to get in touch with us. I'm sure, of course, as the bill passes, we'll have uh, more discussion around this too in the coming weeks. But Grania, Catherine, Senator Mary, Siri, Kearney, thank you for for joining us here on Lunchtime Live today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.